Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bibleish, the podcast where it's just me today, Angela. <laughs> I'm coming to you today on this solo endeavor because our dear Lily is with her family. I'm not necessarily going to share the details of what's going on right now for their privacy, but I would ask as the community that loves and supports her very much for everyone to send your thoughts or prayers or blessings to Lily and her family at this time. And uh, I did tell her I would bring you all a relaunch today. And it's one that is a fan favorite for one. It's one of my favorites And it is also one of Lily's nicknames. So as you may start feeling the smallest whispers of fall starting to creep in, like when the sun goes down and a breeze hits you just the right way, and spooky season is not so far off in the distance, I bring you today a revisitation of our first ever Femme Squad mini-sode, Lilith, the Night Monster. Surprised. Because it's weird. Good thing I have the whole Bible memorized. I think you usually still do the intro for the mini-sodes, right? Yes. Great. Or should we make up a new one? Whoa. Making up a new one? Like what? Um, what if we did a ditty? Oh, a ditty? Yeah. I guess we should have thought of that beforehand, though. Maybe. Maybe we should just go with our regular old script for today. No, you have to make up a song. <laughs> this is the Lillian Angela Bible show. We're telling stories from the Bible, but sometimes they're not from the Bible at all because they're about demons. Because they're, they're a mini episode, mini episode, mini episode, mini episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Hello? And welcome to Bibleish, the podcast where we tell Bible stories. I'm Lily. I'm Angela. And neither of us are religious experts, but we aren't here to tell you a moral. We're here to tell you a story. This week, we have another mini episode. Mini episode. That's where we turn the tables. And Angela tells me a story. Yeah, I'm on the turntable today. So hold (laughs) on to your butts. Get ready about it, Lillian. (laughs) I'm ready about it. I love doing these because, uh, first of all, I don't have to read the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And you still don't. This is the best friendship story time podcast ever. (laughs) No, but, you know, with like the mini episodes, I really wanted to look at kind of what's around the Bible. Uh, So I know we've done, you know, the one about John Wycliffe and his Bible. We've done uh, Dead Sea Scrolls and Nephilim's. Foot stuff. Foot stuff. We have a whole episode about (laughs) foot stuff if you're into that. No judgment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So... For this mini episode, and hopefully a few more forthcoming, I wanted to start a series about hashtag squad goals. Ooh. (laughs) Lily, I have a question for you. A 
a question for me. I know. What's um, your question? If you were creating a squad, a power team of badass Ooh. ladies, let's just Ooh. say it's going to be three, just for the interest of time. Who would be on your hashtag squad goals team? Hmm. I'm going to say Queen Elizabeth the first. Whoa. She's going right to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely her. Um, man, I wish I could have thought of this beforehand. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't uh, know I was going to ask you a question until right now. We're both surprised. There's just so many <laughs> badass ladies. Yeah. And I'm not sure what our squad's trying to accomplish because that would make me choose different people potentially. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say um, Queen Elizabeth the first in pink. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. She seems, she seems rough and tough. Definitely them. Okay. Um, and uh, Annie Oakley. Yes. 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 Annie Oakley, Pink, and Queen Elizabeth the First. <laughs> That's a great team. <laughs> <laughs> what a good squad. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're going to take over the world, and one of them has experience. Yeah. <laughs> one of them has experience with that. And the others, uh, I feel like it's a good mix because, yeah, you you also have someone who you know can shoot and someone who you're pretty sure would just be down to get into any fight. <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah i love it sorry i didn't give you a, a warning about that i didn't even warn myself see if i were building a squad i know i'm putting beyonce on my team yes no one it is just there's no one no one does more than her i just I, she's just she has to be on the team she's gonna get everything organized i know she's a virgo <laughs> she's gonna be <laughs> on her game um Dang it. No, I was watching a really great Drunk History episode the other day about this lady who went undercover as a soldier in, I believe, the Revolutionary War. She be And she never told anyone she was a woman. And she became one of the mm. most like admired, respected soldiers. And then only when she was shot, she had to go to a doctor. And then they were like... Like Mulan! Yeah. And then they were like, oh my god, it's a lady. And then the doctor was like... You bring shame upon your father. No, that's the thing. Oh. The doctor was like, hey, I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, here's the thing is I really need you to take, like, if you can just do me a favor, take this letter to the, I think it was the general of the army. And so she's like, yeah, sure, I can do that for you. So she takes the letter to the general and she's like, here, I have this letter for you from someone. And he was just like, oh, thanks, miss. And he opens the letter and she starts walking away and he's like, wait a minute, are you, are you so-and-so, the soldier. And she was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, well, this letter says that uh, that's who you are. And I just wanted to thank you for your amazing service and give you this award. And cool. So now I told that story and basically want her on my team. Yeah. I want to see what her man name was. Carlos Danger. No. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Her name was Deborah Sampson and her mm. undercover name. She enlisted in the army as Robert Shirtliff. 
Robert Shirtless. Come on. No, Shirtless. Uh-huh. S Shirtless. <laughs> I know. She probably just had a crush on someone named Robert, and she was like, mm, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> she was being fresh, which is also why she should be on the squad. That was like choosing her drag name. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Robert Shirtless. <laughs> it absolutely was. And who, you know who else is going to be on my squad? We're going to have Beyonce. We're going to have this badass lady fighter. And I'm going to have Maria Bamford. Oh, the <laughs> wild card. You don't even know if she'll participate. I don't know if she's going to participate, but I do know if I need someone to make a phone call with an incognito voice. She's yes, on the case. and for banter. <laughs> Yes, and for banter. <laughs> That's a good squad. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, in this in this mini-sode, I hope to introduce the first of some of the... I, I, I don't know if they can be considered badass, but... So shall we commence? Yes! Let's meet um, Femme Squad member number one, who actually would have been Femme Squad... Oh, you know what? No, that goes to someone else. She'd be the second. <laughs> She'd be the second. Yes. Yes. Um, so the story we're going to talk about today originated in the ancient Near East, where a wilderness spirit known as the Dark Maid appears in the Sumerian myth, the descent of Inanna, circa 3000 BC. Oh. Another reference to this mysterious lady appears in a tablet from the 7th century BC found at Arslan Tash in Syria, which contains the inscription, O flyer in a dark chamber, go away at once, O lily. (laughs) In the Bible's book of Isaiah, while describing an inhospitable wilderness, it is said, There, goat demons shall greet each other, and there the Lilith shall find rest. Mm. And ancient images of this figure show her hands bound and in some form of visual magic for containing her. Ooh, like Fenrir. Yeah. Oh, I don't know Fenrir. What's a Fenrir? He's the wolf that swallows Odin and Ragnarok and they keep him bound. Yeah, they were not they were not uh trying to let this lady out and about. Wow. So who is she? She is Lilith, Queen of the Goddamn Night. Queen of the Night. <laughs> she is Queen of the Night. Uh maybe a demon or maybe a misinterpreted feminist badass whose independence scared the likes of man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the reason I wanted this mysterious foretelling of Lilith is because there are a lot of different cultures and stories that refer to this woman figure who is like demonic and dark and exists in the night and in the wind and, and kind of, and then there is that one potential mention of her in the Bible and There's one story that really brings together an idea of Lilith, but it actually comes from Jewish storytelling tradition called the Midrash. Midrash. Yeah, M-I-D-R-A-S-H. Midrash are basically when they do a contemporary writing that attempt to fill in gaps in original texts. 
Okay, a lot like the um, Romans did when they were trying to legitimize Christianity. Ooh, yes. Yeah, so kind of like someone hundreds of years later will be like, there's a gap here and I feel like we should fill that by linking together some clues or just making something up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So It's early enough. Hardly anyone will notice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So for some, <laughs> like for some in, in, in Christianity, they kind of don't see Lilith as a thing because they're like, where? I don't see her in the Bible. Like doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the Genesis Rabbah, which is one of the collections of Midrash, there is a entry that claims God created the first man and woman both out of the same earth. And it doesn't say why it didn't work out as a marriage, uh, but then he just tried again with Eve. So there is like one text in this um, in this midrash that kind of just says like, okay, so first God made a man and a woman out of the earth, and then it didn't really work out. So then he was like, I'll make one out of a rib. That's yeah. like one of the very first instances of kind of explaining this first iteration of woman. Because you could control her because she was of you and she had to obey because she was of you. Right. Right. That's definitely the implication. Um, but it doesn't seem like that particular telling of this goes too far into anything, uh, where we actually see a juicy description of Lilith mm, the Badass. Juicy. Juicy. Is in the ninth and 10th century, so not until like 800 AD, huh. where there was a collection of legends called the Alphabet of Ben Sirah. Ooh. Yeah. So it's so it truly, it really is um pretty evidently fictitious, except for that they're doing it with the intent to fill in these gaps. Like I said, having had so many other cultures and stories telling similar tales yeah. of this figure. So let us let us learn the legend that is Lilith from the Alphabet Yeah, I want to hear the juicy one. <laughs> yes. So when Adam realized he was alone, he asked God to make him a woman, like himself, but with boobies. <laughs> I remember that part. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm pretty cool, but I would love some boobies to look at uh, outside of my body. So God made her from the earth, called her Lilith, and brought her to him. They took one look at each other, and they were like, uh, we should f- <laughs> <laughs> Because, what, Adam's sitting around all alone in Eden or whatever for so long, and then a woman walks in? Obviously, you're going to be like, we should bone. Yeah, all right. But that's when things got tricky. Adam was like, okay, sweet, lie down, and I'm going to get on top of you. And Lilith was like, uh, no, you lie down. We're equal. We're made from the same stuff. I don't care. And they fought about it forever. Mm. Ever. They were not agreeing on the most basic thing to just start fucking. (laughs) (laughs) But how? We're inventing it now. (laughs) We're inventing it right now. (laughs) We have to invent sex. Let's go. (laughs) They couldn't, though. They couldn't sort it out. And Adam just refused. And he was like, no, I'm going to be on top. And she was like, why, though? So eventually, Lilith realized he was not going to change men. Just like a man. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that is the first time anyone ever uttered men. <laughs> and then the story says she uttered the divine name and flew up into the air and fled. Oh, that's yeah. very Medea. Ooh, explain. Um, in the play Medea, I think she's a demigod of some sort. And um, she marries this man. They have two kids. And then all of a sudden he wants to take this much younger woman as a second wife. And she is outraged. She murders their children. Ah. And then um, a carriage comes down from the sky or she sprouts wings um, in whatever version and um, departs. <laughs> I love women. They're just like, I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I plan to exit my next failed relationship. I'm just going to fly I'm away. I'm going to sprout the wings of a demon, utter a curse, and leave. Look, mic drop, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Show's over. Like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lilith did that. She was just like, you know what? F you, Adam. I'm out of here. I deserve better. So Adam is like sitting all there, you know, now he's to just play with himself and be like, Mwah. so he called God <laughs> and he was like, God, my wife left. What are we going to do about this? And so God was like, okay, I'll, I'll figure something out for you, but let me go figure out what's going on with her. So he sent out three angels and he told them if she wants to come back, then she will come back. But if she doesn't, if she says she doesn't want to come back, then don't bring her against her will. Wow. That's the nicest he's ever been to women. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the beginning. So. <laughs> <laughs> like any relationship, that should be the best you're going to behave. <laughs> that should, but he doesn't really go back to that later. So, um, yeah, I was like, that sounds pretty fair, right? Right. Yeah, well, the three angels went and found her at the Red Sea. They grabbed her and they said to her, if you go with us, that's great. But if not, we're going to drown you in the sea. Oh, no, that <laughs> wasn't the deal. Right? I was like, wait, he gave you very clear instructions. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So Lilith replied, my friends, I know God only created me to weaken infants when they were eight days old. What? Oh, but there's I, no such thing as infants yet. Yeah, I was also confused. How could you know that about yourself? I know. And then she was like, so from the day a child is born until the eighth day, I have dominion over the child. And from the eighth day onward, I have no dominion over him if he is a boy. But if he's a girl, I rule over her 12 days. Oh, come on. I know. I was very confused. And then they said, the angels replied, we won't let you go until you accept upon yourself that each day 100 of your children will die. And she accepted it. And... By your children, what they meant was demons. Mm. 
they would not leave her alone until she swore to them in any place that I see you or your names in an amulet, I will have no dominion over that child. And they left her. And she is Lilith who weakens the children of men. Wow. Yeah. So my first thought reading this was I was like, first of all, where did all of this stuff come from about her being a demon, I guess? And also, yeah. like, all of a sudden, they're just like, you kill children, right? Like, that's your that's your deal. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how was that her job all of a sudden? Right. Also, there. again, I want to reiterate, there's no babies yet. <laughs> right. In theory, who are the infants that she's killing? I mean, maybe there's yeah. a dual timeline here. What is this here. long game? I don't know. I really don't know. So some people believe, like, I was just thrown off by this sudden change of direction. And so I was like, there must be a reason. So some people have interpreted the story to believe that it's actually a serious attempt to explain infant death, which makes sense why there's no character development. They're just like, we have a reason now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I've read an article about ancient amulets that they've found that they would hang on whatever sort of crib they had to ward her off. Yes. Yeah. And they would say they would either have a depiction of her or like something, which is kind of funny where it's kind of like, oh, if I if I see a picture of are you summoning me? Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, man, I like have to avoid anywhere that has a picture of me. Um other other people think it's supposed to be a humorous tale about sexual disagreements, but like I, the end kind of takes. That's that. not that funny, especially right. when they're like, "She went to missionary, so she must be a devil." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and again, like it's drawing from all these older stories that are also about like demons and nighttime and all this other stuff. So there's a lot. Very primordial. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot behind the story that I'm guessing if people were reading it around the time it was written, they might have like understood why she's suddenly a demon because they would have been like, oh, yes, I know about that one. Um, I mean, the fact is, in the story, Lilith confronts Adam and God and the patriarchy. She refuses submission. She refuses marriage. In the end, she prefers to be off by herself, even if she's a demon, I guess, than to live under any of that. And, uh... Yeah, but she has to kill kids. Right. But, like... Like, has to. Yeah. She's like, well, I guess that's what God made me for, so that's what I'm doing now. Um, Oh, honey. I know. It is interesting, though, uh... One site is called myjewishlearning.com that I found this from. I read that one. It's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It really helps with my Jewish learning. It does. That's It's in the name. <laughs> yeah, they pointed out that Lilith flees to, they call it the Sea of Reeds, but it was called the place where the Hebrews will one day go free from slavery. So I assume that's the Red Sea. Right? Oh, the Desert of Sin. So that's where she goes in this story. Um, wow. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of Arabia. <laughs> yeah. 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 Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so their interpretation of that was that Lilith becomes what all tyrants fear, a person who is aware that they are enslaved. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spooky Yikes. lady of 
the night. Yeah, that is a great first addition to the biblical femme squad. Yes. Yeah, she is uh, the OG. In Hebrew, baby names, the meaning of the name Lilith is night monster. (gasps) Oh my God, I shall name my second daughter Lilith. Yes. Lilith Stormchild. Yeah. Okay, literally, you preempted the next one. The name, the, the meanings are night monster or storm goddess. Oh! Yeah. And in ancient, That's amazing! I know. And in ancient Sumerian, it was demon of the wind. Yeah. Oh! It's kind of, I think what I was getting from this when I was reading about, like, the ancient sources that were pulling you know, into this story, um, as well as the actual story they ended up telling is that it's this idea that like darkness and wind, she is everywhere. It's this fear of women and power. And I know they had a thing about wind too, with newborn children where she was on the wind and they would do what they could to barricade windows and things for a sleeping child because she was, um, like you said, the the explanation of crib death. Yes. Which is is still very mysterious. Yeah. There was this idea that was also drawn in that like she's an infertile woman and she's trying to like steal people's children because she can't have her own. Um mm. there are, I think there's a lot of offshoots of fear. Yeah. Of but we have very to- La La Rona. Ooh. Oh yes. Yeah yeah. La Llorona. Yeah. Cry and take your children away. (laughs) I just find it fascinating that all of this, I'm going to go off for a sec. Where are you going? I'm going, I'm going to the talking field, actually. (laughs) Okay. We're going to the talking field. Because all all of these ideas that she's stealing babies, that she's bitter, that she's a demon, that she's this omnipresent sort of, I can just come in on the wind and and take stuff from you Mm -hmm. originates from the fact that she just wasn't willing to submit. Yeah. It's a fear of women not being subservient and having power of their own. Mm. It's a warning tale not to fuck with us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lilith. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I love the story of Lilith. Thank you for telling it. You are so welcome, Lily. Thank you for letting me sometimes call you Lilith over the years because (laughs) I need multiple nicknames for people that I love. (laughs) Well, now that I know all its meanings, I am honored. I am honored to be your storm monster. You are. (laughs) You're my storm monster. (laughs) My little night demon. I just feel like she's misunderstood. That's all. I just feel like she was like, you know what? This marriage thing isn't for me. I'd rather be by myself. And then everyone was like, oh, she must be a witchy demon. Yeah. You see that a lot. Yeah. So that is that is the abridged probably. I'm sure there's many other spinoffs about Lilith. But that is the general history and story of Lilith. The first of our... Bible lady squad. The first of our ladies. The first of our ladies. Also. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The original lady. (laughs) uh, The OG femme. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for telling me that story, Angela. Man, you're like the most welcome. Thanks for listening. Again, we are not here to mock or glorify the Bible. We are just two modern-day demons trying to wrap our heads around an ancient text. We have a Patreon and a Facebook and all of the things. Please like and subscribe. (laughs) Forever and ever.